0: A lot of people say, but you're making me so angry. That made me sad. Or, well, it makes me feel like this. And then my partner and I discovered that that wasn't helpful because, well, I actually can't make you feel or do anything unless you choose to.
1: That is Marla Brennan, and this is Tiny Conversations. I'm Brian Colley. Marla is a performing artist, musician, she likes to write. A lot, mostly my personal thoughts. And generally entertain large groups of people. Generally children. One day while at her apartment, Marla and I started talking about romantic relationships. She brought up the idea of emotional responsibility, and I decided to record that conversation. Here it is now. I'm very interested in this idea of being responsible with your emotions Mm -hmm. and also your perspective on being in emotionally intimate relationships, romantic or otherwise, Mm -hmm. where people maybe aren't being as responsible as Mm -hmm. they should be.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Well, I actually don't have a lot of experience being very responsible with my emotions. So it's a new thing to me. And it's exciting for that reason because I feel like I'm finally becoming aware of how to possibly be responsible for my emotions. And the biggest way that I can successfully do that is to take my time. So, before I, ha- if I have an emotion, to not react to the emotion. So let's say I'm feeling really angry about someone, something that maybe my intimate partner did. Instead of just coming at him with anger, I can take a second back away from the emotion and try and look at it. I guess I want to say from a neutral point of view to think why am I feeling anger? Is it really about the situation or is this an anger from the past? Is this just the easiest path for me to take because I realized that I was just going to my go-to emotions over and over again. So I wasn't really, I I would say I wasn't authentically having my own emotions, that I was having the emotions of my past self. And so you you disempower yourself, I think, by playing out your old emotional patterns again and again.
1: Yeah, like I know that all. Okay, first of all, you're 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 describing something that is very very difficult. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. Because I know, like, when something upsets you, you just want to be upset. Mm -hmm. You don't want to think about why I'm upset. Yeah. Um. And. And yes, if if you are an aware enough person to take a step back, you'll realize, okay you'll start exploring that and go, going, here's, here's why I think I'm upset.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, I think that sometimes it does take days to get to. The last time that my partner and I uh, had to overcome an issue, it probably took three to four days of very uncomfortable, painful conversations, of talking, coming together, going apart, I am starting to believe that that's just part of the process, that there is no quick fix of, uh, well, we know how to communicate properly, so now it's done. I think that that's when you're really in the partnership for sure is that you are there for days. But then also talking about why you talked about the issue like that. I I think that that's also what allows for personal evolution on your own and as a couple is to examine how you addressed certain issues. A lot of people say, but you're making me so angry. That made me sad. Or, well, it makes me feel like this. And... You know, then my partner and I discovered that that wasn't helpful because he said something. You know, well, I actually, can't make you feel or do anything unless you choose to. So, just by changing your vocabulary and say, saying, "Well, you know, I'm choosing. I'm choosing to be upset about this," then that makes you take the responsibility for your feelings. So you're not blaming. The other person for it, so I think it does have to do with vocabulary and also just extreme patience. And you're like, people are going to get upset, they're going to get angry, they're going to get hurt. Um, it's just a matter of when it starts to escalate. In my experience, to acknowledge to the other other person, this is escalating, and I don't want it to escalate, or else it just you know it escalates, and um, and that's when I think people can get really hurt and that's why I think the damage gets done repeatedly
1: yeah I know one of my one of my things that I do is bringing up the past mm. and Andrea's called me out on it and mm. so I I know that's something I have to work on mm-hmm. um but in, adi- in addition you were talking about things escalating mm-hmm. and and changing your language and ch- saying to choose which I think is taking responsibility um, which I think is an ongoing thing that you do have to work at
0: mm-hmm.
1: but this idea of I think the first I think a good first step sometimes is recognizing when things are escalating and taking a step back mm-hmm. and so what are what are some ways that if you are going through that if you if you've noticed all of your emotional conversations end up at a point of escalation, how do you reverse that pattern?
0: Well, I think that, uh, well, that's a good question. How do you reverse that problem? I think it sometimes has to really do with the partnership. Is your partner, um, you know, is your partner adding to the escalation? So I have a partner who was not adding to the escalation. If I because I was getting very angry in the past, I you know, my temper would flare up, I'd have a quick temper. I'd get very explosive, like hot anger, tears. So how do you reverse that? Um, well, uh, actually, the I believe it was Carl Jung who is a psychologist, a psychoanalyst. <laughs> now my facts are getting a little messed up. but um, so he has the term child consciousness is a term that he uses, and that when a child gets upset, obviously they throw a tantrum. And then that's how we learn to get upset, and that's how we learn to get attention, that's how we learn to get love and get comforted. And that, that can play out through your whole adult life unless you become aware of it. So I quite clearly had someone say to me, it seems to me like you're acting out in your child consciousness, and now you're an adult, and that is simply not acceptable anymore. So... What I had to do was, quite frankly, I had to resist getting angry, that angry. So, honestly, that would involve, like, if I was in the situation where I would get really upset, I would have to, like, put my hands over my mouth and just kind of, like, stay to myself. And then I would say to the other person, I am so angry right now, but I'm not going to fully express that because it will be detrimental. So start to recognize how do you react in most situations that are sensitive situations? What's an alternative? Choose an alternative, even if you're faking it at first, to think I'm taking a different path this time.
1: One of the things that I I do is you talk about you know ch- choosing to react a different way. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things that I've been doing for the past few years is trying more and more, especially when it's... more negative emotions or more overwhelming emotions is before I completely get there is to just say them out loud. Mm. So I'll go, I'm getting very frustrated right now. Mm-hmm. I am getting very angry right now. I am feeling sad. Mm-hmm. And it's so weird that it's it's like you're taking the power away from that emotion mm-hmm. Because it's almost as though you're going, I just made a choice about a feeling that a moment ago, I felt like I had no choices.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: One of the things you said at the beginning, which I really resonated with, was having a partner who's also willing to listen.
0: I think that actively trying to find the tools by reading, by listening to things, by you know delving into your own psychology... That can help you, help expand your capacity to be able to listen to somebody else. But some people simply aren't interested in doing that. And I guess that's okay too. I'm sure there are millions of people in the world, some of who we know, some of who we may even be related to or are close friends, who are not really interested in dealing with the deeper meaning of things or how we're supposed to talk about things or what's maybe the best way to come at it. Some people live in a reactionary place. And I think that it can be a real challenge when someone, when two people are in love, and they don't communicate in the same way. That I can only imagine that that's someone like, you know, hitting your head against a brick wall over and over again. That you're trying to make a little bit of progress in there. And I think that sometimes that is actually what comes down to the make or break of some relationships.
1: Conversations is a podcast featuring small discussions on big ideas. If you like what you've heard, you can subscribe in iTunes or Stitcher. Our theme music is by Broke for Free. Marla is in the process of building a new website using Squarespace, and when it's ready, you can reach her at kelphysique.com. If you want to be a guest on Tiny Conversations, get in touch with me either on our Facebook page or through Twitter. I tweet at Ryan Colley. Thanks for listening.